0: Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co, that's J-R-N-I dot C-O, for more information. Your adventure awaits. John and Noel would like to invite you to a live training and Q&A session happening on September 24th, 2019. They'll be discussing career change, the many, many different ways that you can become a coach or use coach training in your current career, and answering your questions about the $4.2 trillion wellness global economy. That's right, trillion dollar. So head over to journey.co slash career to sign up. That's jrni.co slash career. It's time to get the skills and training you need to make a bigger impact in the world around you. And we'll see you on September 24th.
1: Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to talk about difficult stories and the chapters you'd rather rip out. Noelle, this is such an important topic. I don't even know where to begin
2: i i resonate with this so much because you know what a private person i am and i tell bits and pieces of my story but i rarely tell the whole thing and there are definitely chapters i'd love to rip out
1: well what what happened well i i don't know um if i'm allowed to ask you (laughs) which chapters you want to rip out and how much you want to talk about them but um, do you still want, want to rip the same chapters out that you did, say, five years ago?
2: Yeah. Um, oh. So I'll, I'll be brave and and talk about this a little bit. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I'm pretty, really open about the fact that I've suffered from eating disorders. I've suffered from right. depression. I've suffered from eating disorders at a young age. Um, something that I have experienced a lot of shame around is – when I was in my early 20s, I was in my first marriage, and I was very unhealthy. The marriage was very mm-hmm. unhealthy, and I gained – um almost 140 pounds and I'm, I'm wow i know i'm a very petite person yeah and yes it, it was a defense mechanism for me and so now in context i can understand okay well you know i believe that i put that weight on to essentially psychologically and physically protect myself mm-hmm. in a lot of mm-hmm. different ways and so sure. Um, having had the experience of being very obese um is feels shameful to me, and so sure. it's not something that I want to admit and it's not the way that I would prefer people to see me and it's you know that's definitely a chapter that um that I would like to rip out
1: yeah that makes i mean that makes perfect sense yeah. um and also you were a baby
2: I was so i young. mean you were
1: you were in your early twenties when you got married,
2: uh I was yeah, I was, yeah, yep, no I did wasn't wow. married, but I was with my ex husband when I was that young, yeah,
1: that's like um almost high school college, I know I guess college, I know yeah.
2: so little, so little, yeah, yeah, and you know, I think if i'm if I'm really thinking about well why was that experience valuable to me it gave me a sense of appreciation for what it feels like to be invisible to other people. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, um, I was a runner. And so in high school, I was prom queen, I was most likely to succeed in college. Um, I was very thin and learned how to wield um, thinness and sexuality to my gain. Mm, and then, right. when I had the experience of being very, very heavy, um, I was treated very differently as a woman. And had I not had that experience, I don't know that I would have the, the level of empathy that I do and the understanding that health actually comes in all shapes and sizes and that how much, you know, fat you might have on your body isn't an indicator of worth and that I was still me. I was me that whole time.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of a chapter that I wanted to rip out. Um, I no longer do, but one chapter that I wanted to rip out obviously was uh, the divorce. Um, Getting divorced, uh, you know, um, with that, losing friends, um, starting over, um, being embarrassed that um, I couldn't, you know, be successful in my marriage. And then also, while I was becoming a therapist, the shame behind uh, not having a, uh, I mean, or having a quote unquote failed marriage and then trying to help other people. So at that time, um, there was a lot of shame and embarrassment around that and so it was something that i i wanted to rip out now looking back you know of course it was it's been a decade plus i actually see it as uh, such a a big part of my story and if it was it was literally the first domino so if it wasn't for that um, I would have never really connected to me, found a sense of meaning. I mean, I wouldn't know you. Like, <laughs> there's so so many things that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that divorce. So now I actually see it as uh, such an integral part of my story, and I, I I don't want to rip it out.
2: Yeah, and and you know, even going back and thinking about the experience in my marriage and the experience of my body changing and having been literally every single size it can possibly be what i was able to do was to let go of the societal assumption that thinness is better than some other state And to drop down into the mental landscape and the research and the work that I do now of instead of saying, well, one body is bad, one body is good to say, hey, all bodies are great. What's wrong with it is the stipulation that one body is bad.
1: (laughs) Right. So how do you how do you go from um, the logic of it, you know, uh, reading about it, studying it uh, to the actual dropping into your body? Because that's a process, right? It I mean, is a process,
2: um, and it's something that I've been working on for a really long time. You know, the body stuff, and yeah, you know, it's 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 such a huge part of my work as a coach. And when I say to my clients that are struggling with body image and self image, and maybe even the the residue of eating disorders, when I can explain to someone that I am at this point in my life at 38 years old, able able to go out into the world and enjoy myself without experiencing my body as a woman, people are shocked, absolutely shocked. And they don't believe that that kind of state is possible. And for me, that process was really about using the think feel experience technique that we teach in the Catalyst Intensive and building the new neural pathways and what that looks like in real life is whenever you have a negative automatic thought or a wincing feeling or a sinking feeling or a shame-based feeling if it is safe and reasonable and appropriate for you to say I don't want to feel this anymore, and to replace it with what you do want to feel instead, you basically rinse and repeat until you're not subject to the same outside stimuli.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's a slow process, and it should be threaded into kind of your daily life, right? I mean, no matter where you go, especially with body image, um, you're going to get triggered left and right from billboards to advertising, social media, I and mean, it's all around. It's something we can't escape.
2: Well, you know, it, it, the, the outside stimuli is there, but, you know, once I decided that I didn't want to be subject to it anymore, that was Mm -hmm. the goal was, it, you know, not that it doesn't exist, but that I wasn't going to, um, allow it to change the way that I inhabit my life.
1: Sure. Yeah. And to draw that hard line, Mm -hmm. um, what is another part of your story that you, um, wanted to rip out that you may want to share, or maybe you don't, if you don't, I have one.
2: Um, what's yours? And I'll, as I'm, I'm trying to think about mine.
1: Um, I, w- another one is I would say all the, um, the, um, the, the, vis- the business ventures that have gone sideways are wrong, the short partnerships, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of quick to sign things on napkins. Uh, I allow passion to override, um, a, a lot of just kind of, um, I, I get when I get excited and passionate about something, I usually jump on board. And a lot of times with uh, business, which I'm learning, you know, you 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 have to pause and look at the contract and really think about what you're getting into. And um, because I, I, I'm used to just kind of just you know allowing my passion to get into um, situations, I you know have gotten into a few and. I don't think anymore but that, at one point that was those are chapters I wanted to rip out. I like there are things that I wish uh that didn't happen, but of course now um I'm leaning into them and learning from those experiences and growing as as an, an entrepreneur, a business person, all of that stuff.
2: As your business partner, it makes me so happy to hear that you like to read contracts now.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have someone else, yeah, but um <laughs> Yeah, I was – and, you know, all my friends or the people who cared about me were always like, dude, read that. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll I'll read it. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, with with age comes more patience and wisdom and um, I understand now contracts are a big deal and they should be read and all that. So
2: Yeah, so so there's something in there that I really want to kind of highlight and it was, you know, there – and i think every one of us has experienced it you know whether it was me talking about the time in my life where i wasn't taking care of my health or it's you talking about a time in your life when you really didn't want to read contracts um implicit in that was and i'm not saying this from a negative perspective it was um avoidance and and fear and something that you know neither one of us wanted to deal with and mm-hmm. and so we forced blindness and i'd like to validate and normalize that I think that that's a really natural part of the growth process and that's why you know there are all these adages about youth is wasted on the young you know we live in a society that puts so much pressure on grammar schoolers and high schoolers to get into the best colleges and when you're in college you should start a startup and have success overnight and then you know by the time you're 32 you're retired that's crazy and so you know the we learn through these trials and errors and things that we wish we hadn't done and things that we wish we had done better until we know better.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, kind of pulling back to the and looking at this theme of this episode, why is it important to not rip out chapters? Why is it important to accept your story? You know, the good, bad, ugly, everything that's happened.
2: Well, you know, I think it's a broader theme of acceptance overall you know when we're when we're looking at this it's you know what is it, it it's integration with the self and you know f- to admit that at at one time i inhabited a very large body used to carry so much shame for me mm. and mm-hmm. i don't feel that way anymore i i actually have a really funny triumphant story about you know overcoming that shame so um last night i I hilariously had an ex reach out to me Mm -hmm. and he felt compelled to tell me within the first you know two seconds of saying hello um you know i've gained some weight and my response (laughs) was oh me too and i regret nothing
1: right (laughs) right
2: (laughs) And, you know, it was it was such a nice human moment for us to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, 10 years later, be like, oh, you know, this th- our bodies grow and change. And so, you know, when we want to rip out chapters, it's usually a shame response. And we sure. Don't, and we we can choose whether or not we want to experience it.
1: Yeah, I think for me and I always tell people that um, that your story is the most valuable thing you will ever own. And I really mean that. Um, because every every one of us has a different story. Um, they, they overlap, and we've been through a lot of similar things, but no one has your exact story, and I think that in order for that story to become bigger than you so it could help other people, you have to accept. So if you are ripping out chapters, if you're rejecting, then now there's distance, and your story, in a way, um, you're almost dismissing your story, and your story is a part of yourself. So I always kind of simplify to, are you connecting with you or disconnecting with you? And if you're ripping out chapters um, because they're aligned with shame, and, and of course we all have you know things that kind of wish didn't happen, but if we're really feeding that and pushing that away, then we are disconnecting. And I, I really think that in order to expand and grow and move forward, um, like you said, it's about acceptance. And when it comes to our story, we have to... Accept uh, all parts of it and everyone has their own process in doing it But I think it's one of the, the biggest pieces in moving forward
2: Yeah, and I think you said something really important there that everyone has their own process and mm-hmm. For me the important part of that statement is that there is an actual Process involved you can't yeah. wake up one day Wave a magic wand and say, okay, I'm no longer going to experience a shame based response. It takes awareness that the shame based response exists. Then there's a decision that I don't want to feel subject to it. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And then there's action steps. Um, with a coach or a therapist or some trusted mm-hmm. friends to talk about it, externalize it, get it out of you because oftentimes facing those feelings of shame are far less scary than the thought of facing them.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, the, our, our thoughts, uh, those are always the uh, the shadow kind of cast by your own hand. They become monsters, but when you actually face them you realize they're not as scary as you imagined
2: right and and guys i can i can wave my my arms from the other side and say you know the water is just warm i just sat here today and talked about one of the things that i thought i would be terrified to talk
1: about Mm, yeah
2: i'm really not feeling it anywhere in my body right now because i've done the work
1: right right it's interesting Uh, it's almost like you're you're it's almost like you got to trust trust how far you've come you got to trust mm-hmm. your body and maybe um a lot of us we we are afraid we think that stove is still hot when the when when it's not even turned on um because of the past but then when we actually execute something give ourselves a new experience and we realize that the sky didn't fall i think that's when we actually start to lean forward yeah so yeah. for me it's always about it it's always about chasing after new experiences
2: Yeah, chasing after new experiences and I think um, taking the awareness that you gain around the chapters that you want to rip out and say, well, what did this teach me? What was valuable and what do I want to pull forward into the future?
1: Mm -hmm. Guys, um, if you are in a place where you are in the trenches and and maybe you're going through a version of what Noel went through, or a version of what I went through, um, or maybe you're in a space where you're like, "There's no way I want <laughs> I want to accept this chapter." I would say one know that uh, everything passes, nothing's permanent, and when you get to a place where you have more strength, um, if if you're able to look back and connect dots, because it's so hard to connect dots looking forward, but when you look back, you'll you'll realize how. Uh, important this part of whatever, whatever you're going through is, is is to your story and how things are going to play out and how um, whatever you're going through now is going to either position you or make you stronger or it's going to contribute to you being a different person um, that's going to prepare you for other exciting, new, better things.
2: Yeah. I like to ask my clients to consider what their lives would be like as a novel or movie because mm we all want safety, we all want security, we all want stability. But guess what? That's really freaking boring. Yeah. And, you know, the story of a lifetime is built on twists and turns and adventures and falling off the cliff and, you know, nuance. And so, you know, if you're looking at your own life as a tapestry, as a movie, as a work of art, paint with all the colors, taste all the flavors, and don't worry about it. You're going to die anyway.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, one of the the greatest things I've ever learned, and I think this is why I went to uh, a screenwriting school and became a therapist, or I became a a screenwriter for a while. Um, It wasn't so much writing the screenplays, it was learning the value of stories. And then what I take from that now um, isn't actually screenwriting, but it's uh, the power of story. And so I put myself into that story as a protagonist, protagonist, and I use the hero's journey. And wherever I'm going through, I know that I'm gonna uh, have a call to action, and it's gonna make me uncomfortable, and I'm gonna have to slay my dragon. But I will come back to the village changed. And using that circle, using that kind of uh, uh, format, I mean, I, I I put that over everything. I put that on the day. I could even put that on a on a workout, you know. And I just think that that's what life's about. Um, it is a journey in that way. And, and this, this process of entering and having the courage to enter the journey, uh, face your fears, slay your dragons and move forward, accept your story. Uh, that's ongoing. That's, that's what life is. Life is not about comfort.
2: No, life is not about comfort. And um, if, if, you, if you chase comfort so consistently that you ensconce yourself in it, you're going to miss the whole show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Guys, uh, rewrite your stories, accept what's happened. And I know that's a process. Uh, I don't want to minimize what's happened. But I, I, I really believe that what's happened is pivotal to what's going to happen. And those are going to be great things.
2: Absolutely. Thanks so much, John.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Sean and Noel would like to invite you to a live training and Q&A session happening on September 24th, 2019. They'll be discussing career change, the many, many different ways that you can become a coach or use coach training in your current career, and answering your questions about the $4.2 trillion wellness global economy. That's right, trillion dollar. So head over to journey.co slash career to sign up. That's jrni.co slash career. It's time to get the skills and training you need to make a bigger impact in the world around you. And we'll see you on September 24th.